I thought you told me we were getting Craig David. No, this is Craig no, no, Black. No, 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 thank God we're not getting Craig David because Craig, Craig David's talent has spanned about 30, 30 years and he's bloody awful. Craig Black's, <laughs> on the other hand, is even is going to span much wider because this is this is this is part of the sonic seasoning that me and you have done. Now, this is something that sort of scared us. <laughs> that clock scared me when it went there because it, it's ten minutes late. <laughs> I I'm I meant to put I meant to turn that off, but the cuckoo clock appeared. Anyway, right, we're with we're with Craig Black from Black Bottle. Now we've been talking about the the sonic seasoning and and so on. Craig, welcome. Thanks, guys. Um, me and Justin have done this. Now. Uh, it sort of freaked us out. We didn't expect it to work just as well. So how how did Black Bottle come up with this? How did how did how and when did you decide to do this? So when we were um, launching the Alchemy series, we really wanted to do something which was kind of a sort of tribute in the in the same kind of vein of the of the founders of Black Bottle, the the, the Graham brothers. And so we really started to look into the story of how they themselves were were almost kind of alchemists in the way they concocted their whiskey. They they did it in a way that was very different of the time um, and the, the black bottle was just one of the ways in which it, which it stood apart and so what we wanted to do was really kind of take their story and say if they were alive today, what are the sort of things they would they would look at, what are the sort of things they would think about when, when crafting the whiskey and so that came through in the, in the two first expressions we released um, Double Cask and, and Island Smoke and then we wanted to take that a step further and say, well, if they were alive today, they probably wouldn't be doing a conventional whiskey tasting. They wouldn't be saying, here we have, you know, you know, flowers on the nose and chocolate on the palate and then a lovely, warm, everlasting finish. Um, <laughs> was, because that is the convention of today with whiskey and the Graham brothers by themselves very much bucked convention. They, they embraced doing things differently. And, um, and to be honest, thank God, because... Um, it, it, it's the testament to, to Black Bottle that is still here today because of that, that mentality. So when it came to how we wanted to encourage people to try the Alchemy CDs and test it, uh, and taste it, sorry, their own at-home experiment um, that was really out there in bucked convention seemed very fitting. And so we looked at a couple of different avenues um, before settling on sound because we felt that was, sound is something that everyone can, you know, kind of, you know, almost everyone is has got access to music and things like that, so that they can understand and appreciate the the impacts of of sound, and so that was kind of how we landed on it. Uh, uh, when you, you 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 obviously scoured about and googled it or whatever, and up, Zeph by magic pops Professor Charles. <laughs> now, back in the day, he would have been an alchemist. Let's be honest; he'd have been doing he had. He kind of he kind of reminds me of a guy that at home would be trying to turn uh, something into gold or whatever, you know. Water into um, wine. <laughs> water into wine, <laughs> or even better. No, like you got together with him, and these two these two things marrying them up. You have to obviously have your product, and then did you create the sound, or did the sound come first? And he said, look, this is kind of what I need to do to make this work better. Or how, how did that work? How did that process come about? And so, so it's a great question. So the first the first stage is we have, um, we have an incredible team at Distel. So 
our um, our master distiller Brendan McCarran um, and our master blender Julianne Fernandez are both absolute sort of um, rock stars, and they very much very much fit the bill of what modern day whiskey alchemists are. They, you know, in terms of their approach and everything they do, it started with the the whiskies that they pulled together. We wanted to produce one which was kind of really for the the smoke fans, um, you know that. So with Island Smoke, we really wanted to go with something that was much more in their face. For Double Cast, we wanted, to, because we can be experimental, we'll say, actually, let's pair the smoke right back. Um, had those two expressions. And then what we did was we worked with a, a creative agency called Hearts and Minds. And it was um, them who first proposed Charles Spence. And so they kind of made the intro, got us chatting with, uh, with Charles. And what we then did was we worked with, Charles and Brendan. So Charles did a bit of a white paper on okay. how kind of how an experiment like this might work and what are the things we want to look for. And he sort of picked out certain things like, for example, chimes um, enhance. I think it's sweet sounds or or things like that. Lighter, lighter kind of higher pitches. I believe influence sweet sounds. Um, but part of his white paper also talked about the fact that seaside sounds don't actually change the taste; they just enhance it. So um, when you're listening to the track for Island Smoke and you hear, I think it's like seagulls and the seaside, those aspects don't necessarily change what you taste. They enhance it. So it's, it's almost like they, you know, they, they multiply the, the, the effect you get. Just bring out the quality. Is this, is this why when you have fish and chips and ice cream at the seaside, it always is fantastic? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's why Isla whiskies taste better on Isla. It's, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, the uh, so what we did for the process was we we worked with um, worked with the spirit team to essentially to instead of creating static tasting notes, which are just on the nose, you'll get this on the you know the taste is this, the palate's this. We actually said to Brendan, okay, if you were tasting this over 90 seconds, give us the flavors in order. So um, you're nosing over those 30 seconds. So it's instead of it just being about what is it you get on the nose, it's at this point on the nose, what do you get? Oh. What does that transform into? So essentially creating like dynamic tasting notes, then providing those to Charles and to uh, the agency which actually created the track. And from there, then Charles worked to say, okay, well, if we want to try and alter flavor A into this direction, we want to use this sound. But then if we want to try and take it in a different direction, we want to give a different sound. And so it was very much that sort of starting with static notes, turning them into dynamic tasting notes, and then turning that into something dynamic, like a full piece of uh, music. Craig, I think you're going to go down the route of the Japanese with, you know, the, the TV you can lick to do the taste. Because <laughs> I tried it and I, and... I was skeptical. I think I was skeptical, but I was absolutely flabbergasted. Yeah. I I thought, you know, has somebody broken in and is playing a, a prank on me? Because it literally, it literally does alter the whole flavor profile of the whiskies. Oh, it does unbelievable. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly concur. I mean, it it done it in a way where sometimes it, it enhanced what was there and sometimes it made it taste in a way that I wasn't overly keen on, and then it came back again, and it went, it went through this whole gamut of different flavor profile, you know, flavor and tastes, and it was, it was fantastic. Me and him. Were Did both you find the same thing yourself, best. Craig? Did you? Yes, um, and I'll be honest, it, it, it was a it was a bit of a scary moment because 
yeah. um, we we kind of explored this avenue, and you know, you have to make a bit of a commitment and put time and effort into actually exploring whether or not this will this will work. And so, whilst I'm very much a, a man of science, and um, you know trusted um, Charles based on the white paper he pulled together and all the empirical evidence that he was able to provide that it would work. There's also that little voice in the back of your head that says, what if this doesn't work? So yeah. um, it it was very much, a, from my side, it wasn't a, oh, and, and um, Amy, who is the global brand lead for Black Bottle, when we sat down and did it together, um, we purposely went to separate rooms so that we were influencing each other because we knew going into trying it, what we're trying, that we're looking to see is there a difference rather than maybe someone who's just approaching from a casual drinking side saying, yeah. oh, I wonder if this is going to work. We were very kind of astutely kind of analyzing it and it blew us both away that, that it had such a difference. And it was quite funny because then we spoke to Brendan about it and we said um oh this is incredible the the effect it's had and brendan's kind of response was like well of course it does that's why every tasting lab in the world is white he's like because, because he's like as master distillers and blenders we know this um yeah. and, and you know charles and um, when we did the event talked about you know how certain people will, will demand silence when they're tasting sommeliers will demand silence when they when they taste because because of this reason so um it's 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 very much something that in the true spirit of black bottle was is almost a bit of a best kept secret in the in the sort of industry of you know you have this collection of people who are very involved with the spirit that know these things can make a difference. Yeah. Um, you know one of my one of my favourite whiskies. Um, if I go into my my favourite um, bar, which is the the Ben Nevis in Glasgow, has a full proper whiskey bar, full wall of whiskey. Um, there's whisk, there's a whiskey I order when I go in there that I have on the shelf behind me, and it tastes different when I drink it with one. <laughs> and I know it's from the same, it's, it's from the same batch. So you know these things do make a difference, and it was very interesting for us getting to kind of actually go through that process start to finish because the last thing we are is charlatans with this. We are yeah. we are not trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. We're trying to be like actually this is quite a cool thing you can do, and if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's, it's, the, it's the way these things are, but um, if we can get a couple of people excited about it, which it seems we've we've accomplished that with with you guys, then you know that's quite exciting for us that we're able to to be a bit different um, and be a bit less uh, less ordinary with how we are encouraging people to try whiskey. Well, I, I be honest with you, I th I thought both of them, I thought they were very good whiskies and uh, in, in their own right, and we'll talk about about that in a little minute. But whenever you done the, the the video and played the music and sat and worked your way through it it just it, it did change everything about it and enhanced it and so, in some ways there was a few notes that appeared that i wasn't as keen on and then it got better and then it just it got enhanced and it took you on this journey which it surprised me and and his lordship above me here <laughs> to me it was slightly surreal craig i mean everybody I mean, I have red breasts sitting there, and when you go and have it at the observatory at the top of the Grand Center Hotel in Belfast, and somebody's bought it for you, you get it free. It always tastes better than it, than it does whenever you're sitting at home for some reason. For, for some reason, Justin always likes 
to get stuff for free. It always tastes better <laughs> when it's free, especially if there's a sandwich with it. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, that 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 is true. I can I can be bought with food. I'm a bit like a seagull <laughs> at the seaside. <laughs> but listen, anyway, honestly, I we have we've talked about this. Go and get yourselves a, 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 a bottles from the Alchemy series of, of Black Bottle and try this because it is. Really, really interesting. You'll be surprised at just how big an effect that has on on, on the, the tasting and the flavour profile of the two whiskies. Superb stuff. Thanks very much, Craig. No, thanks. Um, and and just it's funny you mentioned just the how big an effect that has. So um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Actually, what we did to launch these tracks because obviously when when you guys are accessing the tracks, you know track one is for double cask. Um, track two is also for double cask, but lets it pull in a different way. And then track three is for island smoke, which is more about enhancing the flavour. Um, although for me, without wanting to steer anyone in any direction, it totally changed the sweetness in it. It, it became mm -hmm. a lot drier. It took away the sweetness. It was very different. But um, what we actually did was when we when we launched, and it was probably it was probably a bit unfair on, on the people we invited. Um, we invited some members of um, kind of consumer lifestyle press from Whiskey Trade Press and then a bunch of whiskey influencers, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, people within the industry who are very well respected to uh, a mysterious tasting. <laughs> and so what we did with that is we gave them all four bottles like this one here. So these are four sealed bottles, each numbered one, two, three, and four. Um, and we didn't tell them what was, what was in the bottles. Um, and the... First whiskey went with the first track. The second whiskey went with the second track. The third whiskey we tasted in complete silence, and then the fourth whiskey we did to the final track. And then at the end, after we'd gone through everyone's tasting notes, we actually revealed that whiskeys one and two were exactly the same, and whiskeys three and four were exactly the same. <laughs> um, and the reason we did that wasn't so much to pull the wool over people's eyes, but because we wanted to push the experiment further and say, actually, do people know? If you don't tell people they're part of this kind of mini experiment, we did call it the taste experiments. We were open yeah. to this experiment. Okay, but yeah. People aren't aware that they're drinking different whiskeys, and then you do it because there's always that bias factor you've got to take into mm -hmm. account. We we tried to remove that, and we didn't tell people that they were drinking four different. We told them they were drinking specifically four different bottles, um, and then at the end of it, we did this big reveal. That it was two, and to be fair, some of them with the really great palates. Um, there was an IWSC judge in there. They were able to distinguish, actually, that they'd had two. We had Charlie McLean in the event. He distinguished that there was only two. Um, That's some going. That is some going. I thought you were going to say he had the Israeli laser firing it into the bottle, you know? But, but no, but we did, we did have a lot of people who are who are quite taken aback just yeah. by the fact that these weren't actually four different whiskeys. It was just two and that the sound had, had pulled them in, in different directions. Wow, um, yeah. which And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't necessarily trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes or fool anyone. It was just a, you know, with trying to push the boundaries of, of that experiment a little bit further. And that's that's kind of what we're trying to do with the Alchemy series as a whole, is, is push yeah. the boundaries of taste and, and try and inject a bit of um, energy and a bit of excitement into the way people drink their whiskey and try and break those conventions a little bit. And that was just another wee way with this we could we could try it. Obviously, we can't do that with everyone else in the world because you have to know what you're drinking yeah. go and buy it. So, people uh, have to go and buy it first. But luckily, it works just as well. 
Now, Black Bottle. Black Bottle has been around for a long time. Uh, you, in some ways, you're, you're the heirs to, to a, a legacy, if you like. Um, it's been around since the, uh, 18... 1879, I think. Right, yeah. 1879, it's been around since. Um, it was founded by tea blenders. So yeah. these guys, they, they started making tea, moved to whiskey. Um, so tell us a bit more about the, the, the history of Black Bottle. Certainly. So the, the history of Black Bottle is is really genuinely fascinating. I mean, um, lots of, you know, you hear so often, oh, this story is really unique, it's really different. But this, this one genuinely is. It's quite cool. So... It starts in, in the, the small village of Torfins, which is um, way up in the northeast of Scotland. Yeah. Uh, it was a wee crofter village. And there were there were three three brothers um, born in that village. So um, there, were, there were more than three people in the village, I should point out. They weren't the only three. <laughs> not probably not. Many more than three people. There were three brothers born. So uh, yeah, three, three brothers um, born into the Graham family. So those were Gordon, Charles, and David Graham. And... They they decided they wanted to make a bit of a name for themselves. They wanted they were aspirational people. They wanted careers, so they they moved to Aberdeen, which was this bustling port town at the time, and really began to make a name for themselves. And the the place where they hit their stride was actually importing and blending tea leaves, and that was really spearheaded by the the oldest brother Gordon. Mm-hmm. So after a while of doing that, I mean, and they were they were relatively successful doing so. They, they wanted to turn their attention to something a bit more exciting, a bit more kind of, um, for want of a better term, a bit darker, a bit more um, interesting. And so they turned their attention towards whiskey. Now, they started to pull together the best um, whiskies they could from the, the local area. So um, what's quite interesting about Black Bottle is when we, when we talk about the sort of original recipe, people assume it's much more similar to the sort of um, Isla-focused whiskey that yeah. people 20 years ago talk about. And actually, the the local whiskies that would have been first pulled in would have probably been more local to Aberdeen, um, so so more probably Space Island-based. But it was around this smoky tail that the whiskey had, this unconventional sort of marriage of, of sweetness with a little bit of smoke. And so the way they, they packaged the whiskey was in this sort of really kind of iconic black bottle. Now, back then it wasn't called black bottle, it was called um, Gordon Grain's Special Liqueur Whiskey. Um, but the the black bottle was so iconic that it just took on that moniker and over time it became known as Gordon Grain's Black Bottle. Yeah. Now, if you skip forward to the First World War, the challenge was that the Gordon, the Grain brothers, sorry, were importing all their black glass from Germany. And during the First World War, that became somewhat troublesome. <laughs> so, nicht, nicht importing. Yeah, and so began a period um, of, of, all, of, of quite a few decades, to be honest, where Black Bottle was actually sold in a green bottle. Uh, and that was my first interaction with the brand. So um, I'm originally, I was originally brought up in pub trade, and I remember, you know, Black Bottle being in this, this, this kind of really um, iconic green bottle, but um, the predecessors to, to Amy and I who worked on the brand um, kind of felt that actually it was time to bring Black Bottle back into its into its own Black Bottle. Yeah. So the, the design which you can up on this side, you can see it by me here, um, is actually much more aligned to sort of the the original bottles that that would, the the sort of the Green Brothers would have sold all the way back. Yeah. 
um, in the in the sort of early 20th century, late 19th century. So it's it's a really cool story actually, and um, you know that that is really why we we did the alchemy series was we wanted to do something which really kind of captured the spirit of the of the Graham brothers. And um, I'm not a superstitious person, but um, a week into it was literally like the same week we tried the liquid. Um, we tried the spirit for the first time with the blend with the spirits team to, to you know to talk about, mm -hmm. to talk about it. Um, and it was it was a complete kind of home run. We we didn't really tamper with it. The first batch that that Julianne and the team presented us was the one we went with. Yeah, and it's what you get there. But the the very week we tried it, I actually got a call from Gordon Graham, um, who is who is the descendant of. The, the founder Gordon Graham, and uh, yeah, I couldn't believe he's also called Gordon Graham. Just that that very same week, he happened to to call uh, and find my number somewhere for for a chat about the brand. So wow. um, it was obviously it was obviously meant to be sort of fate. It. It's fun. It's funny. Justin and I know a David Graham. Did you mention David Graham was being one of them. David Graham? If he had been one of the brothers, there never would have been a brand because he, he he would have drunk all of the whiskey that ever came in the shop. I called him the ex I call him the exorcist because he used to come in my house and make all my spirits disappear. Um, yeah. Now you, you you've got your standalone uh, black bottle, your 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 standalone uh, blend. You then decide to do the alchemy series. Now the two. Of the alchemy series is the double matured which is matured in uh level four char virgin oak and then finished in in sherry casks it's finished in so yeah I, i'll actually i'll actually turn around it's because the camera's now i keep missing it so, <laughs> yeah we have two versions so this one here is the double cast and then the teal coloured one is, is what we call island smoke. So, um, yeah, you can yeah you can see them you can see them up there behind me. So, um, with these whiskies, what makes them a little bit different is with double cask is we have twelve year old grain, twelve year old grain whiskey, mm -hmm. which has been married with red white um, malts finished in um, sherry casks. So, yeah, really interesting balance of that fully twelve year old. Um, red wine matured, meeting those sherry finished malts. So really, really interesting balance. It's got a lovely sweetness, obviously. It's got that little hint of that sort of salt, tiny smoky tail um, hidden yeah. in there. But, but but very nice. You get lots of those sort of red wine tannins, I find, with it as well, which is, which is lovely. Island smoke, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is much more kind of true to, to the to the recipe that I think people kind of know and love with um, with Black Bottle. Yeah. So with um, with our core expression and with our 10-year-old expression, both of those actually use very similar recipes. Um, the only difference is the length of maturation. So the 10-year-old uses almost exactly the same buildup of, of malts and um, with some grain whiskey in there, it's just the length of maturation. But mm -hmm. our recipe is very, very Isla-focused. So... Um, Brendan McCarran, our, our master distiller, uh, tells us this story. He used to um, work on on a um, single malt distillery over in Isla. I won't I won't say um, which one, but if you're familiar with Brendan, you could probably guess. And um, <clears throat> he said actually all the distillery managers and um, distillers from all the various Isla distilleries used to get together and play football. And um, Black Bottle was the what they all called the great equaliser because 
there was a little bit of them all inside the bottle. So, <laughs> um, the, the way the way he common refers to black bottle is, is the greatest hits of Isla. So there's there really is something in there. And if and if if we were able to actually publish the recipe list of what was in there, <laughs> it would probably blow some people away. So um yeah. yes, fantastic Isla malts in there, which really do give us that that smoky tail. The the virgin um the virgin oak you're you're referring to, Martin. So we do a, a double um, virgin oak maturation process on on mm-hmm. black bottle on the original variant. So what we do is we we do a, a char up to about I think it's 193 degrees centigrade to really crack the the barrels, bring out those lovely sort of caramelly type flavors they release. Um, yeah. We then do us once we've then done the marriage and done the blending of the recipe. Then we actually put them all back into virgin oak for about another six to nine months. And that's what we talk about, that double maturation of virgin oak. And so virgin oak is something we are very, um, we're kind of, you know, is one of the kind of things which really helps pull black bottle apart, really gives it that sort of unconventional sort of taste that it's known for. And so it's quite characteristic, we would say to the brand and to the, to the, to the product we produce, is that that double maturation in, in virgin oak. Now the, the... The island smoke is, uh, it's the one thing I, I will say about Black Bottle, for the quality that you get in the bottle, for the price point, is is surprisingly good. Uh, in terms of the Alchemy series, they're, they retail for £25, £25 a bottle or something like that. £26, yeah. £26 a bottle. And the quality you're getting in it is is fantastic. Now, they are non-chill filtered, 46.3%. Yep. Um, there's a lot to love about Black Bottle, especially the Alchemy series. I really do. Have, I'll take my hat off to you. Thank you. And, and double cask is natural colour as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was an interesting one. So um, when we tried the, the samples for the first time, the samples were, were provided to us, um, I think, at around 46% or something, just to try. Yeah. And uh, we loved them. We absolutely loved them. And, and it felt like for whiskey of that quality, it would almost be doing a disservice to bring it down to, to 40% and chill filter it. So we, we again, with, with the Alchemy series, every kind of step in bringing this together, what we wanted to do was, was like I said, pay, kind of pay it, like homage to the to the, to the founding Grain Brothers. And yeah. we felt, again, in their true spirit of being non-conformist, that mm-hmm. actually producing unblended Scotch whiskey at 46.3%, that is non-gel filtered and one of them is natural colour, felt felt like that. And what we what we see and, and and I'm very much in this category myself as a as a consumer, what even though I hate the word I hate the word consumer because it makes us sound like we're all like we're all just kind of mindlessly wandering about being told what to do. <laughs> but as a as a whiskey as a whiskey drinker and someone who loves whiskey, yeah, um, I find myself being less um, stringent by category. So um what and we we're seeing it uh, across the board as well within black bottle and, and across whiskey drinkers is that we're seeing these blurring of the edges where some people would be like no unless it unless it is single cask single malt and not touching it yeah and actually that's changing because people are becoming more experimental they're seeking out new experiences they're trying new things and on a personal level i think a large part large thanks to that is down to new world whiskies which are coming along and helping challenge our perceptions a little bit 
and not just in terms of the products they're producing, but how they're marketing those products as well, which is... Yeah, it's very, very much similar to what happened, happened to wine a few decades ago. Yes. Very I'm, a, I'm a sucker for orange in it or peach in it or coffee in it or anything <laughs> like that there. Uh, what's what's next What's next for Black Bottle then? How are you going to top this uh, sort of sound sensation? How, 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 do you, how do you top what you've already done then? Because well, you're bound to have something sitting out of shot there that we can't see, <laughs> that uh, we need to see. Well, I, th I think the one sitting um, out of shot is actually Black Bottle, 10-year-old. So I might need to bring that one in. I'll give this one some love. I'll give this one some airtime. Right. It's, it's, not, it's, not it's not been visible. I'll stick it up there, but it's, it's a bit more obvious. <laughs> more <Okay. visible. laughs> the, uh, so the Alchemy series is a, is a sort of single batch produced annual release that we're we're going to be doing so um obviously if we did one in 2021 you can understand what might happen um later this year um and the response we've had to it being bottled at 46.3 percent being non-gel filtered that's something we are absolutely going to to look to retain is is within that um, again because we 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 can see that not just the reviews we get on Amazon, but you know when we go to whiskey shows and, and things like that, and um, it's really exciting. Again, just from my own personal side as a whiskey drinker, that we're taking a blended Scotch whiskey, and you know people who are going around trying all these single malts are then leaving with with our product, and that's a testament to the, the product they've produced. So I would say keep watching this space with the Alchemy CDs. Um, Obviously, it's we're only one month into the year, so I can tell you, like, don't hold your, hold, don't don't start holding your breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like we've got a long year ahead of us. Stop but, up now, keep it, keep it, keep it, yeah. it well yet. But yeah, if, if it's an annual release and um, we released two last year, then then you can you can guess we might be doing something similar this year. Yeah, but I I, I honestly think what you've done with the sonic seasoning and and, and Professor Charles with the. The standalone bottle itself is is quality. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. And now to bring out these two new expressions with the the, the different flavour profiles at the, the the percentage that they're at and at the price point and keeping it there, you'd be heartily congratulated. Honestly, um, you're doing great things. You're doing very very good things. Um, oh, thank you. I, I, and like I said, Martin, sorry, it was just to say, like I said, it's it's testament to the. The spirit team and and the job they yeah. do. I mean, we we just you know we we do the the storytelling and the you know deciding what color to paint the pack and things like that. But they they're they're the team that produced the, the product and um, yeah. we, we scooped and um, both expressions scooped master awards at uh, the 2021 Scotch Whiskey Masters. Mm -hmm. So I think that really is is testament to self um, that they were the only blended Scotch whiskies to to get. Um, those those awards and it, it, like I said, it's a real testament to Brendan and Julianne, that whole team and everything they do. It's um, it makes it makes uh, my job a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it is fantastic value for money. Um, I would I, I would urge people to go and buy it because it's and get under the experiment. Justin will be putting the links up all the way through the the, the show that so everybody can go and have a look at this. But do you get it because it is. A bit of a, a freaky thing, you know. A blue Justin's wee mind doesn't take a huge. A, a, a plate of good sandwiches <clears throat> blows Justin's good mind. But uh, no, I, I, I was blown away by. It. I thought it was superb. Great, but yeah. Great. So thank you very much. Oh, quick one before we go. Do you ever hear of nominative determinism? I.e., <laughs> your name. 
didn't, didn't change your name for marketing promotion. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> the the. Uh, it's a real thing because I, I know somebody worked at the Grant office was called Miss Grant. Uh, and then is it the guy from the waterworks is Mr. Fishpool or something like that? Right? <laughs> but there you go. So, uh, Craig Black, Global Pound Manager. <laughs> just, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Craig. Thank you. Review. Thank you. Thanks, guys.